Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Are you nervous? I got, I got you Your face looks so nervous. I got you breakfast did? also, yeah. Oh, thanks. <gasps> <laughs> What's this? She's a baby. <laughs> is this your baby? You guys are cheering Rando around. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi, Blankets. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? This is Theo. He's my surprise baby. I'm so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Theo. It's been way too long since I've seen you, Kate. Yeah, I know. Like a you made beer. a whole kid. <laughs> I made a whole baby. <laughs> what? Oh. Oh, you look just like your brothers. Ooh, That's what I, I say. Don't, I don't have time to be creative. Just copy and paste. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hello, friend. I don't want to copy and paste my kids. <laughs> I heard that. Right? One was plenty. Yeah. yeah. I got one and a half. And I got one that's a spitting image of his father. Well, she's a spitting image of me. And Good times. And her apples do matches. So. He's so precious. Hi, Theo. <laughs> He's just looking. Oh, darling. He's so cute. <laughs> I love on you so much. Really? Yeah. Three boys. Bless your soul. Yeah, I know. Take it from experience. You should have stopped it too. I'm just kidding. He's precious. He <laughs> <laughs> <We> tried. <laughs> that was the plan. That was the plan. Aww. That was great. Did you like our surprise? Yes. That's a good surprise. That's a good surprise. Good morning, friend. Do you want to know the best part? Yeah. Is that we're live? So we just recorded your that whole thing was caught on camera. Yes. Oh really? That's how we're <laughs> announcing Kate has a baby. We we did it that way on purpose. Because oh, okay. not most people don't know. Yeah. Okay. Good. Not, no. Not no. Know. Literally. Uh, <laughs> Unless you've seen her, people, she just didn't make it public. No. Oh, okay. Um, she took me to the doctor because I had a migraine. She took uh -huh. me to the ER and I was so out of it, barfing in her car. And then I looked over and I was like, Are you having a baby? <laughs> She was, she like, was like, yeah. I was like pulling her out of the car pregnant. And I was like, I was like, yeah, but I need to hold you up and we need to go in now because you're dying. <laughs> wow. It was great. Hey, it's Christina. Hey, it's Jen. Hey, it's Kate. Real, Real estate, estate misfit, misfit moms. moms. Home abstract, it doesn't. Hatco. Hatco. Home abstract. Yeah. Hatco, many home locations. Yes. yes. That's so much easier. Um, Tamara, tell us what you do for Home Abstract and Title Company. So I research the history of the properties that you guys are buying and selling and make sure that the people who are trying to sell it do, in fact, have full right to sell it. Um, make sure that there's no liens or anything that are going to encumber the property once your buyer takes title to it. Um, if there's any defects in title, we find those and we fix them 
prior to closing or during the closing process. What are some defects in title? So, um, like if there are random people um, who held an interest at one point who didn't convey out, um, if they're like, say during the owner's ownership, they got divorced, but their spouse didn't convey out or the divorce didn't properly um, divest the other party from title, then we go and do the curative during the closing process. We'll get deeds from people that we need deeds from. Sometimes we need affidavits of airship um, because someone died in title and they just didn't do anything regarding that. Um, that usually happens if your property hasn't been insured in a while or so, ever. So it's really important <laughs> to be insured. It's very important. Like I would never, ever, ever, ever buy a piece of property without title insurance were I not in the line of work that I'm in. And what is title insurance? Like, does it cover you, me, the buyer, the seller? Who does it cover? It covers the buyer. It ensures that the buyer is getting full, um, unencumbered ownership to the property, aside from their loan. That right. Their, like their purchase. Their, their lender has, or, yeah. Yeah. Or anything that attaches after the sale, like after the purchase. For instance, if you had an AJ against you or a, a federal tax lien or What's something an like AJ? that. What's uh, an AJ? An abstract of judgment. So, like, if somebody owes child support yes and let's say he dies with a lien of child support or whatever uh-huh. there would need to be something to be done to make sure that, that lien's still not listed on the property yes all the, yeah so there's so many things that mm-hmm. could attach yes it's it's kind of mind-blowing to me really yeah mm-hmm. also things like um doesn't matter if you're in the divorce process or separated if you're divorcing and you are not divorced mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. don't have a decree yes it's still community property yep or if you have a side piece like happened to me and you get to closing <gasps> what yeah it was that it was with Tamron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they we got to closing and, and, his girlfriend they, and they, they, it was their girlfriend yep, with the condo <laughs> he was buying his girlfriend a condo and they were like we were like oh this the is wife has to sign the, yeah we were like where's your wife <laughs> she didn't know uh, yeah she didn't know. And then girlfriend was like, so very younger mm-hmm. and was like, Haha, like, oh my gosh, she's buying me a condo. And he doesn't live here. She was, uh, she was local, had to call the wife. So in the state of Texas, because yes. he's married, mm-hmm. his she's, wife would be yes. part owner. Correct. Yes. Would have ownership Correct. in the property. Correct. Had and so that's why it's important. I mean, it doesn't matter how you buy it, say like you're paying cash, and maybe he thought, oh, it's not a runner because, you know, I mean, in that case, I think he was getting a loan. He was getting a loan. But sometimes, like even if you're paying cash, if you buy property, Texas is a community property state, so if you buy property, any any kind of property in the state of Texas, it's presumed to be community property, which means half of it's yours, the other half belongs to your spouse, because we don't know where you got the money to be purchasing this property. So... It's important how you take title. Um, so, like, if you and your husband, like, you have a homestead and you're buying a piece of property that's strictly going to be an investment property. Well, one, it's important to make sure that your deed in says that you're taking title as your sole and separate property. Um, and then when you deed out, we're probably still going to, like, ask the questions. Like, have y'all ever resided on this property? We may require that your spouse sign in uh, a homestead designation uh, because we don't want people to sign out um, without 
their spouse knowing that they're right. conveying out the property. So if they sign a homestead designation, then then you know that's going to bring up the question: Well, why? Why do I have to do that? Well, we just want to make sure that you know that this property that is potentially community property now is right. being sold, and you're cool with it. So both parties have to sign the homestead designation, even if they're both not signing the deed, typically. Now, the state of Texas also recognizes common law. That's true. <clears throat> so, and I've had this happen before, if you say out loud is the way I understand it, like if you... If you carry yourselves as husband and yes. wife. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if you filed tax returns together, which I've had that happen before, where they had kids together, and so it made sense financially for them to file tax returns together, well, now in the state of Texas, you're considered married because you filed your tax returns that says you're married. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody comes to closing and says, this is my wife, even though it's not, we went to the courthouse, mm -hmm. in title's eyes, we would probably want her to deed out. If they lived in the property together, that means that they maintain that property as their homestead. Her money could have gone into it, his money. She could have an interest in the property. Um, how I typically look at it is... In the event, like, say we're not selling the property, say we're getting a divorce. If there's a chance that we're going to be fighting over this property, then that means mm. both of you need to deed out. That makes sense. Because, you know, I mean, and I've seen it happen. Like, I've seen, I've seen situations where, um, like, this was the wife's separate property. Like, she had it with her first husband. They got divorced. It was given to her, you know, during the divorce. Well, husband number two moves in. And he decides, oh, let's remodel it. Let's add on. Let's do this. Let's do that. And he's putting his money into that property. They get to divorce, uh, like to the point where they're getting divorced. And he wants his money back out of that house. Right. So you have now converted the property from her separate property to their community property because he has put community funds into it. So there's a lot, which is why most of the time we just say, like, if you're married, Spouse has to deed out. If you've been married five times, we want to make sure that every single spouse has conveyed out any interest that they had in the property. I've had to go back for it. Yes, mm -hmm. I know. I have had to go yeah. back. Like, this lady, <laughs> I think she was married, like, five five or six times. Mm -hmm. And on in one of them, the property didn't change over. They right. didn't use the property description. They just mm -hmm. left the address, it. Yeah. yeah, they just yeah, put yeah. the address. And we literally, I was like, do you? Do you know like where he is? Nope, no clue. Do you have a phone number? Mm -mm. You don't. You don't speak to him. No, have no clue. I was like, we're gonna. You're gonna need to need to find yeah. him. Yeah. So, either Tamron found him, or she ended up giving up some information to where we could find him, and then he had to come in and deed out prior to her deeding out with her current husband, which was mm -hmm. from that, like, three down from that man. Right. Oh, so, man. Well, that, I mean, she was, like, maxing out her marriages in oh, Texas she at that was point. Yeah. Now, when you use the word deed out, what does that mean in layman's terms? It's just signing a deed, conveying any of any interest that they had to whoever they're deeding it to. Um, usually it's whoever's trying to sell it. <laughs> gotcha. You know. Gotcha. Um, what are some of the things that you see, like, all the time, like, common title issues that you see? Dead people. All the time. Dead people. Tamron um, sees dead people. That's what I told him. <laughs> when I first started working with Tam, for whatever reason, I had a lot of probate. Like, so, like, yeah. that's where I built a lot of my business was probate. Like, I don't know if it's because people dislike me or dead people like me. I don't know. Mm. But I would always go to Tamron and be like, 
damn it, I got a lot of dead people again. <laughs> she sees dead people. Yeah. It's, it's because, like, most people don't realize how important it is that, like, I mean, it depends on, like, the nature of your property. Um, it depends on the nature of your family. Like, like let's say, um, to make it easy, so, so laws change, right? Like, I mean, all the time. They're constantly changing. So our industry is constantly, like, evolving and changing the rules, right? right? Um, to coincide with that. So prior to September 1st of 1993, um, the law was... I was four. I just want you to know I was four at that time. (laughs) I was, (laughs) I was out of high school, so... Wanted to share Explicatives. That. Okay. Oh, I'm not Anyways. the in the room. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm um, not the youngest just, in the room. I just want to be really clear sure that I'm, I don't do math good, so I don't know oh. how old I was at that time. So keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so anyhow, prior to that point, um, if, if someone died without a will in the state of Texas, their interest in all of their property automatically went to their children, right? Like not to their spouse. Like even if, like the kids were little, even if, you know, like So went to kids, a five-year-old? These kids ain't put no money in this. It's like, right, it's like back to like England, like uh-huh. king ru- like rules oh, rules. Right, right. So after that point, um, it changed. So now there are a couple of nuances though. If you and your spouse have been married to only to each other, and okay. y'all have no, no one has any, like, outside children, you know, right. like, um, there are no children born outside of your union. So all of your kids are yours and your spouse's. Okay. So at that point, without a will, the property automatically goes to the spouse. Now, where it gets tricky is, did either one of you have children that were not by your mate? Because if that's the case, your the decedent's interest, whichever one dies first, doesn't automatically go to the spouse. It goes to the kids. So now... These kids have to convey out um, their interest, usually to the parent. So the important thing is, if you have children um, or like a, a, you know, like non- The Brady Bunch? Yeah, like if, you, if, if some of them are hers and some of them are his. A mixed batch, gotcha. A mixed batch, of, yeah. The main <laughs> thing is, you have to have a will, right? You have to. You need to, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean- I say that. You don't have to. It avoids complications later on. Gotcha. Um, if you're going to take the proper steps to get everybody out of title, as soon as that person dies, not as soon. I mean, you got to. Right. But, like, relatively soon, um, then you don't necessarily have to have a will. But being that, like, no one really knows what's going to happen, right? Like, it could be, um, like, I could die tomorrow. Right. And Please don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not actively trying. <laughs> yeah. That's not the plan. Let's face it. We're all dying. Right. right. Like yeah. every day we're True. all dying. So, so in the event that, you know, like something happened to me, I'd want to make sure that, do I want to make sure that my husband can sell a property without me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got too many, like, you got a bunch of kids. Right. So, and also have a granddaughter. So like if something happened to me and then like, a week later, something happened to my son. Well, guess what? Now my granddaughter inherits his portion of the property, um, potentially. But if you have a will that says husband gets it or mm-hmm. one kid gets it, is right. that the end of the road? There's no, that's got to be probated. Until that will is probated, it's basically wishes on paper. That's kind of mm. how we look at oh. it. So, so if somebody passes, mm-hmm. you don't probate the will, Yeah. then what? Title requires it, right? To probate in order to sell? To sell, 
Yeah. Most of the time, not always. Um, but there's a timeline, right? So like the court says, if you know that the will exists and you don't come forward within a certain time frame, it's, um, four years. Okay. Um, then you can't do a full blown probate at that point. You can, you can still probate the will in certain cases as a minimum title, but basically it's up to the judge and they don't do the full blown probate where they call for anyone, um, who, thinks they have interest who thinks that yeah who who maybe the student owed money to right mm. so like when they post it like you've probably everybody's probably mm -hmm. seen does anybody read the paper anymore i'm old enough that they're i do remember when they used to yeah yeah, yeah well, like i only look because i have clients that are in probate so when they right. tell me they're starting the probate process i'm always looking like yes. did they post did, did they, they post, post did they post right. the notice yeah. so they're gonna post a notice and where do you get a point, newspaper at Get it on Waco trip well, online. There's a boy on a bicycle and he comes by. And, no, yeah. not really. But not anymore. Not, not it's online anymore. though. You can pay for it. Mm -hmm. I'm not paying for the newspaper. Yeah, I'm doing that shit for free. Sorry, yeah. Waco trip. They do have to pay salaries, you know. Right, okay. and they actually do. Like, like at can work, I give you a quarter? A paper. It's like oh, there yeah. in front of the door when like the first person gets there in the morning. Like there's mm -hmm. a paper person that comes by and tosses a paper mm. at the building. So. Interesting. Um, well, it's, you know what my kid's first job's going to be? Yeah. So mom can get a paper. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not what it used to be, but you know. No, like, I bet not. But they do still post notices that way. Mm -hmm. I just, I had one posted and I was like, people use yeah. paper? She's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. okay, like they're really going to like open the paper and be like, I'm looking for this yeah. guy. Have you seen him? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you get money? You need some money? It's because yeah. you're young, baby doll. Old people, they look at the obits all the time because that's mm -hmm. where, like, their friend, that's, that's how they find out. Show yeah, up. their friends died. <laughs> that's right. It's true. Oh, that's yeah. true. Oh, Joe yeah. from church. I read yeah. obits so I can figure out, like, why they died, but obits don't tell you why they died. Not Bro, you're a realtor. Mm. You read probates to see, like, is this property about to be? <laughs> oh, do they need a listing agent? I don't. I really <laughs> don't. Kidding. I've never done that. No. No, I, there are. There are. There and, are, but I'm not that one. And God bless them. You know, I mean, it's like, not, they're not easy deals. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't search the, yeah. to but find I will help deals. you they if you want come me to. to. Me. That's right. Yeah. That's they right. seem to find I know, you. I know how to do it. I've, I'm I currently have closed one with 18 sellers, one in jail, well, one up and around and back down the corner. Literally. Yeah. Not just oh, like, have a good day. I mean, well, at least when they're in jail, they're easy to find. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Cell <laughs> block. Also yeah. true. And you can relatively easily look that up. Yeah. Yeah. But then you got to worry about like, did they, did, like, how do we actually get that yeah. no, notary? Was that you? Where, no, it wasn't. But I had one where dude was in jail. The attorney was getting um, the documents notarized for him to give POA to someone. Uh, and it was a forged. Yeah. All of it was forged. How'd you find out? Um, because they looked up the notary stamp. The notary did not exist. Holy smokes. They, um looked they called the jail because they're going to confirm mm -hmm. well yeah she had that attorney right. had never even entered the jail to get it wow. signed when they wow. said it so that deal just blew up and my client was like i'm out i'm not doing this i hope that turned it was hot crotch jackass mm -hmm. well, and i think a lot of people when somebody dies hot he, crotch he finds the good deals don't he God, yes. i think a lot of um <laughs> i think a lot of people think Oh, you know, so and so has died in my family, and I'm I'm going to inherit so yeah. much money because they have a property or whatever, and it's paid off. But after probate, attorney's fees, and everything else, like that estate dwindles like quite a mm -hmm. bit, mm -hmm. and especially if there's still a lien on the property, and if there's multiple 
people involved, like heirs and stuff. Like I have one that has eight heirs right now, and all eight are signing. So there's an executor most of the time, we hope, that is the one signer. It's the one person that has the right to make the decision. It's the one person that has to sign. It's the only person I have to talk to. But I have eight in this particular deal that I have, and it is, and it's a blended family. So it's opposite sides, and the opposite sides don't get along. Oh, and right. one side, um, one side knew about this property for a lot longer, and wanted to keep it. Um, and so people think that they're going to get this instantaneous money, like, oh, I'm going to sell it, I'm going to make this instantaneous money. One, a lot of times they get split, and hmm. two. Probate takes six months to a year, most times, to get through court. And it's a long process. So it's like, you might be paying taxes on this place for that time. And a lot of people, when they inherit something, uh, they some people don't even know they've inherited it. They don't have a clue. That's some, interesting. Some people inherit it with lots of taxes, dude. Like, you were telling that story. I kept looking at Jen because I'm like, mm, this sounds familiar. <laughs> Yeah. And Jen was like, are you talking about my, are you talking I'm, not, about my? I'm over here, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, that sounds familiar. I have, yeah. I'm over here counting my sellers on it. Um, there's a new attorney involved. Uh, it has tax, it's going to the tax office for auction. Yeah. It's been under contract for two hurry. years. Um, we're just like waiting because I got this little lady who came in and was like, she treated me like a daughter. Yeah. Well, guess what? She's considered now adopted and has to sign and deed out. Because just because of that? Yes. Yes. In, it's a, it's in state of Texas. Yes, mm -hmm. you don't have to have anything. So I got a little lady over here, but now she won't reply to anybody. And so now we're like trying to throw some money at her because we're trying to get this deal closed so that like the taxes can at least be paid. If not, the buyer already told me they're going to the courthouse steps. They gonna buy it for what, pennies on the dollar to what it's under contract right. for. Right. Well, two years. On, depending on if someone's bidding against them, um, that's that's really the yeah, but the downside to that he's is got at least yeah. A lot tied up in right. it because he's had it under contract for two mm -hmm. years, so he's got a while to go for that. And most people, um, like most people, think, "Oh, hey, there's thirty thousand dollars worth of taxes due on this, so I'm gonna go pick it up for thirty thousand um, dollars." Then when they've got somebody that's like, "No, I was willing to pay X amount of dollars for it, so I'm gonna go up to that." Maybe everybody kind of shakes loose because, in reality. That buyer is the only one who's actually seen the property, mm -hmm. like actually, you know, like looked inside yeah. to then, know what all it needs and the everything. The craziest part is, is that that house has had a caretaker the whole time. It has, yeah. And it's in really good shape. So Like, like it there's... needs to be remodeled. It's old, outdated. Mm -hmm. Right. Whatever. It's... But it's not dilapidated or anything. No. no. Mm -mm. Because it's they've had a caretaker the mm -hmm. whole time. And she yeah. still takes care of it and still checks on the property mm -hmm. and makes sure that the light on the front porch stays on so people think that it's not vacant. Yeah. And, like, that house is in really good shape for this buyer to take yep. on. Yep. And that's why I don't think he wants to let it go because of the neighborhood it's in and the condition the home is in. And so, Makes yeah, sense. but I got, like, seven or eight sellers. Like, there, I don't even actually know how many there are because I got this yoo over here, and then I got one over here who doesn't want to sign because he has so much child support to the state, so he's right. not going to get any money anyways. So he signed his rights out, and then I got these three. What are we doing here, and what about this? And I got a lot. I don't know how many, but there's a lot. I of think there's eight. Yeah? Eight sounds right, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Better than 18. Yeah. Oh my God. And the thing yeah. is, it's like this one isn't even worth fighting over. Like, there's no money in it. Like, yeah. the By amount the of taxes is over half of what the value of the home is. Um, then realtor fees. Right. Then title fees. fees. And their title fees are outrageous because they've done so many affidavits. They've done all these. Now they have a, um, a, a state attorney 
so this is their second attorney as well. Yeah. So they had a local one. Now they have a different one. And it's like all these little pieces. So like you guys are fighting over $5. Yeah. Dude. Gosh. So that's why you get title insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and so we had something not like that crazy. Yes. But so you were probably on the back end of this deal. You talking about the adopted out daughter? No, that's like one no. of my next worst ones. <laughs> no, the one where we had it under contract for almost a year, and it was out time. in Mart, and it was a property that the guy had sold his house and the land with the house to a person, and then let the land next to it that he also owned go to the courthouse steps. And it was within the time period where he could go back, pay the back taxes, and redeem that property Mm -hmm. because it was causing a cloud on title. Mm -hmm. And so... So, But when they bought it the first time, they didn't do title work. Right, because they did it outside of... They owner-financed it or something. And so they didn't get title work. So none of this came up previously. So they just... They signed it over. They just turned the deed in or whatever. So he went back, and I mean, we literally forewarned him tracked him down he had stalkers so he had someone else taking care of it i found his brother on facebook messaged him said are you the brother of so-and-so trying to reach him regarding this property we're having a title issue we need him his help to clear it up emailed me from some like random email that he made up because he had people stalking him because he had other family stuff because he was adopting um children and the family of those children were trying to follow him. And then we, like, all, all the things happened. Like, all of this craziness. There was a um, wholesaler involved that had bought the property on the courthouse steps. Then empty owner, lot. That empty lot. Owner financed it to somebody else. And then, basically, he was able to go and redeem the property. I have no idea what happened to that guy or the buyer that they had. But, basically, buyer... the. Well, the owner, I guess, at the time lost that property because it was redeemed, and the wholesaler lost out on a whole bunch of money. I think they, I think they have to give them what they paid for it. Like they don't just get to wipe it, come in and be like, "Hey, this is mine. I want it back." Like they actually do have. He to. had to pay all the back taxes right. and the fees, yeah. and actually, it was the, the owner of the house that he sold that paid those. Oh, he wow. didn't even pay it. Right. He just had to go sign the paper. And yeah. the only reason this came up. Was because the property lines. Yes, because the ha- the garage was 12, uh, it was one foot over the boundary line that we could, f- like, that the surveyor could find. We had the surveyor go back out twice, yeah. verify this, because the fence was built on the line that they thought, mm-hmm. and the house was one foot mm-hmm. over the actual boundary line. Yeah, surveys so are important, too. That's That yeah. was the other thing I was going to touch on. Probates, surveys, y'all got to get them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's important. Well, and, and with a good surveyor, like, not a hack. Can you explain, like, what a survey is to a, to a dummy? So, um, basically, what we deal with in title is paper, right? So, like, things have a legal description on paper. Sometimes that has been passed down for, like, many, many, many years. I had a file recently that... Um, my legal description had not changed since the 1800s. This property had been in this family 
since the late 1800s. Wow. That's cool. Um, it was like over 500 acres. It was a big farm, a beautiful piece of property, multi-million, it was like 500, over 500 acres, multi-million dollar sale. Um, the legal description had not changed since the late 1800s when the family first came into to the title to the property. Um, and one of the heirs, like we're, like we've passed it down, at one point they put it into a trust, you know, which is another, you know, good thing um, to do right. in situations like that. Um, but anyway, it had gotten passed down using the same legal description. So the new buyers coming in, they're like, I'm paying millions of dollars for this. I want a survey. I want to make sure it's 500 and whatever acres. And so they get a survey, and when the people had bought it, they kind of bought it in pieces, right? Like, so oh, they bought some from this. That's how they used this, to do that's it. That's how yeah. they used to do it. Yeah, that, so they bought some from this family, some from this family, some from this family. Um, so I had, like, I think it was six tracks to, like, and we go back. Like, if it's a property that hasn't had title insurance and it's acreage, we have to go back to where, like, they first came into title and so I, I had to actually research the title back to like 18 something, 90, 1894, I think it was, um, to make sure that, yes, they did, you know, actually wow. have all the property. Well, it turns out by the time we, like I researched all the tracks, like there was one piece that was supposed to be, according to the appraisal district, a six acre tract. So like it was, so, so, I could not find a description for the six acres anywhere. And I'm like, mm, I'm not finding a deed for the six acres. So we finally figured out that um, it was conveyed, like, as part of a bigger piece um, before the description. Like at one point, um, I don't know if they, I don't know if it was that they took out a loan or something, but at one point they they did change the description um, to follow an original like abstract line, and essentially what they did was they cut off everything beneath that um yeah as as i think they were like selling out pieces uh at one point there was a creek right and so like most of the time if you're running cattle on something like you are gonna stop at the creek because that's where you're gonna put your fence right because you don't want your cattle getting over right. the creek and drowning or dying or getting injured or something like that so sometimes they'll make it just follow the fence um anyway the buyer is like, no, we want this six acres. Like, this is a deal breaker. And I'm like, there is no six acres. Like, we had the survey. <laughs> um, yeah, bless the survey. So, basically, work. you couldn't find where that piece of six, ac six acres mm -hmm. was included in the whole thing. Well, what, what had happened was it actually was part of the whole thing. Uh -huh. There was, like, a tiny triangular piece that when the surveyor went out, it wound up being, like, Point zero point zero six or something like that. Oh. So the appraisal district had been overtaxing them by mm -hmm. like, you know, almost six acres for a hundred years. Um, and so like they, because the tax account was there that showed six acres, they were like, no, it should be six acres. But, you know, it really wasn't. No, it really wasn't. And to be fair, the appraisal district's not going out and right. surveying property. Like, they're not surveyors yeah. either. They're Their property gonna, lines on there are just the geos. What's, like, on, the, what's on the deed? Yeah, like it's they don't know. It's on the deed. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's an overview. Wow. And yeah. a lot of times, like, buildings will right. show up on the other property mm -hmm. just because it's an overview. But yeah. in reality, it's not. Like, no. that building isn't right. on that property. Right. This isn't on that property. It's, this is why. Yeah. That's why surveys are the. Yeah. Well, and it's not a true so, legal. Like, if yeah, they right. haven't had a recent survey, there is no true legal. Like, it's just, you know, 
Joe Smith, Acres, whatever, because that was back in whatever time that was his name. Yeah, Joe Smith owned it. We don't. Con- I mean, we basically just whatever the legal says. Like we read all the prior deeds to make sure that they're the same. But we don't confirm. Like if it's twenty acres, like we have no way. No, really, you're not we're walking not out the property. There to walk in the property. Right. We don't know that the neighbor didn't build a fence like 20 feet over onto your property yeah. and has now been, you know, claiming it as theirs. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's really no way to know that without a survey. So surveys are important. Pro- if probates are important, like just kind of as a preparation in case you die while you're entitled, those are two like really big things that so you should do. So on the survey, it's important because you want to make sure that you're owning what you think you right. own, basically. Mm-hmm. And then on the probate is if you don't probate, if nothing ever gets probated, Nobody is never, you're not going to necessarily know you have an issue until you try to sell it. Right. Mm-hmm. Until until you get title work. I mean, like, you can sell it using your deed. You can just sign the some, deed over. At some point, someone's going to come along, and, and they're going to be getting a mortgage loan. And the, right. the lender's going to be like, hey, we need, you know, we need title insurance for this. Um, we need a survey for this. And that's when they're going to discover all the problems. So, typically, the problems that are laying out there have been there for a long time, which makes them harder to cure, right? Because... Um, instead of dealing with just your current seller, well, now we have to deal with, like, all of their ancestors, you know, that's in a lot insane. of cases. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so what if there are why. no heirs? Like, if Joe owns the property and there was never a will probated after he died. There are always heirs. Someone gets it. Always. So even if it was, like, 42 cousins ago? Sometimes or, it goes yes. up and over. So, yes. like, I did a deal where oh. the, the mom and dad divorced, the son so they had a son, and so the dad and the son bought an investment property together. Son died, and the dad wanted to sell the property. And so... Um, <laughs> I see where this is going. It goes... So it, now, you know, son has no kids because he's mm. just, like, 20 years old, whatever. So now he goes away, but now it goes up. So now it goes to mom. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Mom doesn't have a relationship with dad or kid. So you got to track down mom to find mom because now mom has to deed out mm-hmm. and mom gets sons yep. um, proceeds mm-hmm. so unless you can find where it made sense for them. They showed all the money they put into it, all the money he put into it that would then go to his dad because his dad and him shared the mortgage that was on it. Mm. And so she got a portion of his because they made a deal, but it always goes up and over. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like the if one we're no doing children, right now. Like if there are children, then it goes. Okay, hang on. Let's assuming that there are, like, outside. Like okay, so me and you are married, right? Mm-hmm. Woo! But I have kids that are not your kids. Gotcha. Right. So when I die, mine go to my children. But if I didn't have children, um, in the state of Texas, if we're married and I don't have children, it goes to you. But. In a situation where um, you have two people entitled that are not married, um, like let's say I own, I own title with a friend. Let's say me and Jen, like we buy this property together, kind of like your yeah. your dad and son did. Mm-hmm. Me and you are buying this property together, and I die and I don't have children, right? Um, if you don't have children, then it goes up to your parents. If your parents are deceased, then we look for siblings. If there are no siblings, then we go back up to the parents, and then we go, who would their heirs have been aside from the children, right? So, like, 
are their parents alive? So, like, you may have a grandparent in title. You may have aunts and uncles in title. You may have cousins that have no Ooh, that's idea. mine right now. Yeah, like, you may have cousins that have no idea that they even own an interest in this property. Um, or that so they're like, related to that person. Yeah. Right. What yeah. happens if you come to a dead end? Like, there's literally nobody alive. Like, it, does it ever happen court. that way? It goes to court. It goes yeah. to court, you and the judge makes the decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had that. Yeah. Who in lot. In lot. Mm-hmm. I had a client who bought a property. There was house and lot, and then they bought the remaining four tracks on the other side. When we went to sell, they bought it without title insurance. They went to sell, and... Um, Husband and wife had owned that house forever. Husband had a previous, not marriage, previous relationship. Okay. Both, both husband and wife were dead when they bought it. So, but it was just a house that they had thought that they were buying from. They had one child together. Thought that they were buying from that person. Great. Turned over the deed, paid for it. When they went to sell that said house in lot, husband had a whole other family that wife probably didn't know about. And those people had not lived in lot ever. And we started to put the notice out. And it was like not even the kids. It was like second cousins and and like cousins once removed. And we had to f- try and find one of them to basically alpha David out and deed out. Because and it had to go to court because we couldn't we couldn't find any of them. We could tell one or two of them were alive, but it was females and they had been married or whatever. So you don't know their names. Couldn't find them. It went to court. Took six months for a judge to make the decision. Made title. Made everybody go through all of this red tape to basically say yes. They they definitely bought it free and clear, and that it has to be that the seller, my seller, bought it free and clear. And didn't, like, try and dupe somebody. And so then when the judge signs it, then does that clear title? From a title standpoint, yes. Like, if you get a judge to sign off on it, title is good. Um, Because, like, it takes, like, it takes the risk off of us. Right. I mean, like, there's a judicial determination of airship. These are the heirs. Great. We want those people to sign, and we're golden. And so... In, like... Like Go ahead. Much all cases. So if there's a situation where you cannot clear title, absolutely, like, you don't know who's in title, we have no idea, like, where these people wound up, like, it's just something that isn't, like, it just isn't something that we can cure. Right. Prior to closing then we will say you need to go find a real estate attorney, and that's important, right, because you don't go to your proctologist right. and ask him to fix your feet. And so... What's a proctologist? That's a bum doctor. Yeah. A butt doctor? Yes. Mm. <laughs> So, mm. so you want someone <laughs> okay. who knows who knows about yeah. So, so you definitely want someone like if it were me choosing an attorney, I'd pick one that is very fluent in both real estate law and the estate code, um, because chances are they're going to have dealt with title previously, and so they know what we're looking for. Right. Um, and you just go to court. Like sometimes things just have to go to court, and if the property isn't worth anything, like if it's you know, that's like, let's say it's, I say worth anything. I mean, I realize that property's worth a lot these days, but if it's something that doesn't hold high value. If it's $10,000, not like $400,000. Right. Right. And I mean, like it may cost, mm-hmm. you know, $6,000 to go to court or $5,000. Like, it I worth mean, I don't it? Know. Right. Right. Is the juice worth a squeeze basically mm-hmm. is where you're at. And sometimes the family members are like, we don't have that money. 
you know, like we don't have that kind of money. Um, and so they don't want to like go through everything that you So they just let through. the property just sit there forever and ever, amen? They stop paying taxes They stop normally. paying taxes. Uh-huh. And they normally just let it go to the courthouse steps yeah. and they let it yep. sheet to the state or yep. whatever? And sometimes the, sometimes the county that the property's in, like they can't figure it out. Because, you know, they have to serve notice mm-hmm. before they can actually oh. um, foreclose for taxes. Mm-hmm. They have to serve notice and sometimes they don't know. And so they're just like, yeah, we don't know about this. So, you know, the, whatever, whoever the, the county attorney is, um, doesn't happen a lot in McLennan County. I mean, we have really good, but there are some other counties, smaller counties, smaller counties around where they're just like, you know, it's not, it's not worth it to them to put forth the time and effort, or maybe it's a county that they've had like their attorneys that handle that sort of thing have kind of come and gone. And, um, so sometimes property just sits there and forever and it gets harder and harder and harder. Well, to, yeah. Because harder what if it's like you're the lot next to your house. Yeah. And so you've just taken care of it and then you die and well, then your kids adver- just taking care well, of there, it. At some point you can prove adverse possession, but that takes, so, that is court cost if you're alive, uh-huh. but you can also do an ad, an affidavit of adverse possession due to time. Some, sometimes it has to be fenced and maintained as your homestead for a certain length of time before that's allowed. And, and for title purposes, um, those really all have to be individually approved by an underwriter. So yes. like I, as the title examiner, can't go, yeah, you're good, we'll do this. No. I mean, I have to give all of the circumstances to, to our underwriters because ultimately if someone at some point came back and said, um, hey, that was my great-great-granny's house and mm. you know I was supposed to inherit a piece of that, and we didn't go to her and get a deed out and give her, you know, her money, then she can file a claim against the title. We have to pay that. The title company, actually, depending on the amount, I mean, of course, you know, sometimes the title company writes a check if it's a small amount. Sometimes we have to make a claim, and we don't like doing that. Um, home no, one abstract. Wants to, no one likes to claim their E&O. <laughs> right. Um, so that was my question. So if title work is not done correctly mm-hmm. and – there was title insurance on the property. So like you, and then, how does that work? So you're, you're insuring, basically title company's mm-hmm. insuring that it's this legal, yeah. this, yeah. this property is right. free and clear, there's mm-hmm. nothing attached to it. And so, so if you're wrong, right, or not you, okay, if the me. title company oh, is not. wrong, <laughs> you're what wrong. Happens? Yeah. So the owner can come and, and make a claim against their title, like against their title policy. We issue an insurance policy to the buyer. And so if we are wrong, we are on the hook for that. Um, for the, of what amount? What's the, like, how do you? The title the, insurance the, the, amount, right? The policy value. Yeah, the right? value. Yeah. So if, if you take title to a piece of property, we're going to issue an owner's policy right. to, the, to the new buyer. And if that owner's policy is, you know, 250000 then we are on the hook for up to $250,000. So if it's something where, like, I missed a judgment and it's a couple thousand dollars, you know, chances are my title company is going to be like, you know, Tamron, you missed this. Like, we're going to pay. We're not going to make a claim, right? Um, let's knock on some wood. I've never had that happen. <laughs> I know the start now. But um, if it's a big amount, right, then we have to make a claim. We have to go back on our underwriters. They open up a whole thing. Underwriters have attorneys. They will look to see, you know, is this something that we truly missed? Is this something that truly attached? You know, is this um, like something that we really, you know, have to pay? And 
um, in the event that they do, well, that's a claim against us. Well, Home Abstract uh, prides itself. Um, you guys probably know this because I'm sure I've told you because I'm very <laughs> proud of this, but Home Abstract is the oldest title company in McLennan County. Um, they've been in existence since the 1850s, I think. Um, so it's pretty awesome. That's super cool, though. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, one of the one of the draws, like that, you know, like um, I've worked other places before. I love the people I work with. I miss them dearly to this day. But but I always knew like that was like, the holy grail. That's the holy grail <laughs> for title yeah. in town. And so I always knew like if I ever like made a change, like it was gonna be like somewhere that had a long standing, yeah, you know, like tradition. Um, and and they're really good people, too. So um, I think it's fantastic. But anyways, so we'd make a claim. Um, right now, Home Abstract, we just got an award yesterday. Um, yay. Yay. Yeah. There's a collection of them. Oh. <laughs> for being under 5% for claims and also, like, being one of their top producers for Stuart Title. Nice. Um, who's oh, who's cool. one of our, like, one of our underwriters. underwriters. Yeah. Uh, and also for having been with Stuart Title for over 60 years. Wow. Way to go. Yeah. So that's. That's big stuff. That is big stuff. That it's is really cool. cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you guys don't have to choose Home Abstract, but. <laughs> But, I would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if yeah. it were me. Yeah. yeah. They're That's cool. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think moral title. of the story is get title insurance. Get title insurance. Yeah. Because yeah. The, other, the other side of that is, is so you get title insurance, something's wrong, they get sued. Mm-hmm. If it's seller to yes. buyer, title's not involved, seller gets sued. Yep. Yep. Hey, guys. Join us next week for part two where we continue to spill the tea with title. This has been Real Estate Misfit Moms. Don't forget to follow us on socials at Real Estate Misfit Moms and bookmark our podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, miss, you fit in here. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.